0: So, welcome to Products of Grace, where Lawson got his feelings hurt by me. Lawson's uh, not ready to record anymore. Did I? Did I wound you? Golly, Don ruined the podcast. Mellow. <laughs> Why? I'm good. I'm good. Why?
1: Why?
2: Huh?
0: Lie.
1: Why? I'm,
2: I'm not lying. I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: Quit. If you say that one more time. <laughs> <you're> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Do you Today I'm products really of mad? grace. Conflict resolution. Mad?
2: No. If I was actually mad, I would. We would have a conversation about it. That's good. Yeah, I'm not actually mad. Good. This is like the other day when, like a while back, when I called you and You're I was like, like, oh,
0: he's joking. It's not real. It's him. He jokes about everything." Yeah, that's what you have to process. I, I say something like that in my head. What do you mean? <laughs> when you're mean and inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like it's like, ah, oh, but he's an idiot. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he
2: is bald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why hair falls out. That's not true. I don't want to insult Drew.
1: Okay, you're going
0: to be okay. Me? Yeah. I told you, you I'm fine.
1: I do not want to hug don't you. Don't touch me. Don doesn't I need to I'm not giving him a hug. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Welcome to Prize for Grace, a podcast by Mercy Eel Cherish. My name is Walton Harlan. With me today, I have Don Terrell and Blake McCullough. So, Don, what are we doing today? Wow. So, today, what an abbreviated are episode. are we
0: doing today? Having an abbreviated episode. Today, we are going to discuss. I feel important that we have a the short episode. title of today's episode. Do you like that? Like it makes you happy that we do? Sayonara. <clears throat> Part three. <laughs> yeah.
2: I got a text message from somebody that was offended that I thought it was that I thought it was a just a, Spanish a Spanish statement, not Spanish
0: word. I thought, it, it, thought was. it was Spanish.
2: It makes perfect sense. Every time I've
0: ever heard it, White I've heard dude, it done. I know. He's probably got Lululemon stuff on <laughs> there. <right, I know. laughs>
1: Lululemon water bottle. For real. <laughs> <laughs> bro, one I of do my want students today? Lemon joggers, bro. want some not. What? One of my students today had a Chubby's water bottle. Yes. And I was like, I need to buy that for Don. Yes. Five-inch inseams and water bottles. Yeah. Ugh. The best.
0: <laughs> all right. This is an abbreviated podcast because we're wrapping up with our <laughs> Arthur Walkington Pink. <clears throat> that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. That's all you people need to know. <laughs> and if you don't like it This might not be a podcast for you <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd work it in <laughs> Everybody's like wow that was mean And we're all laughing <laughs> <laughs> Here's an inside joke uh, but there, uh, on that though, Love inside jokes I'd love to be part of one one day <laughs> <I knew it. laughs> What a pathetic Are you this.
2: sure you want to do this Can we just burn this whole one No like No Like if no, it got to no, Friday not, and I didn't I'm have an episode, Julie would the, have been like, well, I don't I'm understand where you were all day." one. I just figure we could just banter at this point. Oh. You've always wanted a banter filled episode. This is.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm fine with that. I'll close the book and it'll be. <laughs> Lawson does not want to talk about the book. I know you don't. Like, you what do you, why do you hate today? Arthur This is actually my favorite
2: to... chapter so far. Why do you discloser. hate her?
0: You think it's so you capping, think it's a bridge too far um, for us to get serious and actually cover anything I don't substance. Know. I don't know. We have we, we 30, have forty, 40, 40 minutes, two minutes. Okay, 30. we can do
2: it. Just lead me there. Well, Ugh, take me on. there. Okay, he's so like
0: bossy. I'm not- <laughs> mommy. <laughs>
2: Charles is not going to be able to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like the, he's he. <laughs> Charles <laughs> has facepalmed back there like six times since we sat down. I know. Well, when I got
0: here, y'all were in deep conversation about... Spiritual, I was giving a yes. yeah, thing. yeah, I know, right. We what were you re- giving a defense for?
2: That 1 Corinthians 14 is a mockery of tongues, not an encouragement
0: of it. Uh, and it's even... It's, Which is orthodoxy. I think he's being hyperbolic.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's if mocking. If I speak him. in a tongue of angels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With you. Sarcasm? Yeah,
2: I yeah, I I got in salty. trouble. In, I got in trouble in philosophy class one salty. time when I was like, I think he's making a, I think he's making a statement about his own authority, and he's kind of doing so in a comedic way. And mm-hmm. my teacher was like,
0: "There's no comedy. Yeah, in the Bible. there's
2: there's no room for him to Alex. say something using hyperbole or anything like that." And I'm like, "I don't." Every literary device. I was is like, on I, the don't, table.
0: "I don't. I don't. Yeah. It's like yeah. they
2: all belong to him. Yeah. He's yeah. the author. Yeah. Yeah." yeah. They're his. We didn't come Every, up with anything. Everybody else is using them he because they He says he laughs
0: in the heavens. Yeah, exactly. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Holds ha. them in derision. All right. All right, here we go. We, uh, excuse <clears throat> me, while we are entirely dependent upon the revelation which God has given us in his word for our knowledge of the beginnings of human history and while his word is absolutely authoritative and to be received with unquestioning faith and while the Holy Scriptures need no buttressing with human logic and argument yet an appeal to history and experience is not without interest and value. This is the case in respect to the fall, and we would now submit that the teaching of Genesis 3 is substantiated and vindicated by the great facts of human history and experience. I like this. This whole chapter is good, yeah. So, uh, brief sidebar. Julie said, are you almost done with the book? I was like, yeah, this is the last podcast on it. We're going to wrap it up. And she goes, Good. I go, has it not been enjoyable? No, it just it sounds like a book that's way over my head and a book that I wouldn't read. <laughs> so I would like it if y'all would just explain it to me. And I'm like, that's what, that's what, we're, what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me you don't
1: actually you. listen to the podcast yeah, yeah. without telling me yeah. you don't actually listen to the podcast. All right. That's okay,
0: Julie. So he's got three things of history, and experience. Number one, the teaching of human experience. Number two, the discords of human nature. Number three, the universality of sin. Mm. Number four, the existence of death. Number five, the present paralysis of the human race. And then he, and then he shifts. Then he shifts. Yeah. So we got five, five points of interest that he wants to tease out in regards to value in human history and experience. Number one, the teaching of human experience. Yeah, I have underlined it here. Underlined it? Underlined it, you did it. (sighs) (laughs) Um,
2: I have underlined here, uh, how comes it that man? How comes it? That's what it says.
0: Really? How comes it? What page are you on? I'm on 47. Oh, it does say that. Thank you. That's just not your Grenada. No, it's not my <laughs> grenade. <in>. <laughs> how? <laughs> you can't read it now. <laughs> Say it really country. Um,
2: how, how comes? it? I was about to do
1: it. <laughs> how comes?
2: It... I can't do it now. All right, seriously. <laughs> All right. How comes it that man can't do it? How comes that that man, the king of creation, designed and fitted to be its leader and lord, should have sunken lower than the animals? he goes on to make some illustrations that I think I literally have written to the side here weak illustration evidence fails um, <laughs> wow <laughs> stamped unorthodox how about you it, come to orthodoxy it, really, it really is a weak illustration <laughs> so he goes on to talk so about so give how, us the weak illustration the weak, that's so here's, interesting here's, a, here's the one weak illustration okay the beast of the field put multitudes of human beings to shame for in the breeding season they confine themselves to their own mates exceptions being found only among those animals which man has partially domesticated no animal will drink foul and poisoned water yet thousands of well-educated men and women are annually poisoned with alcohol and so that's a big leap yeah so his his major points are um, animals always stay with their with their mates How this, this is not
0: this is not real a dog returns to its vomit yeah, yeah there's a lot of <laughs> like a fool a returns right. to his folly and so, so it just, goes both ways you know what i'm saying yeah like, it does yeah.
2: and and so I think that's, I think it's a, a weak illustration, but I do think the the major thing that we need to understand is that animals don't sin and men do, mm. right? Like you think about how we are created to be lords and we're created to be the people that are stewarding all of creation. And yet we are the fallen ones and animals are subject to fallenness only because we sinned. They didn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I think that's, that's how we can understand the distinction there that we have sunk lower than the animals in the sense that we sin and, and animals do not. mm his last his last statement here is, yeah,
0: even if an animal, animal, I mean, they're not serial monogamous. No, that's what I'm, what I'm saying. They're not counted as being a beast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. just, that's natural. Yeah, yeah.
2: For a, for, and it's not a moral evil. No, it's not a moral evil. That's, right. that's the whole thing. It's like if an, animal, you know, like if a goose moves on, it's not, it's not a moral evil. I don't know Why what to are say. you say. <laughs> <'Cause> I'm not <laughs> laughing at what
0: you said. I'm laughing, that you're
2: laughing <laughs> at what you, at you said. Ilustra- I was laughing. And I was if giving a an goose illustration. Because <laughs> I know honk, geese. Honk. Lawson's <laughs> just trying
1: to make himself feel better for wanting to kill geese. He's like, hey man, I know another one will come along. That's right. right.
2: I know geese mate for life, but it's like. If a goose moves on, it's not a moral evil. Like, right. I'm not going to go grab a goose and be, like, adulterer, right? right. But, but 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 humans have a moral obligation. Anyway. Yeah, that's wild. <sighs> I'm glad I-
0: that was running behind. I, yeah, that was running in the background when you underlined that. So, so hold on, hold
2: on. Golly. All right last Last sentence of this section says, "Sin has entered the human constitution. man is a fallen creature, and as such, capable of any vileness and wickedness mm-hmm. yes so this this I think is the important part right yeah. there are There are levels of evil that a human is capable of committing. And it's only by God's kindness that he restrains that evil mm-hmm. and he doesn't, he doesn't allow us to give full vent to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And like we see, I think we see hints of how wicked men can be throughout history. Certainly. We think of men like Nero or Hitler, mm-hmm. but even they, this is what's important, even they did not reach the full extent
0: mm-hmm. of how, mm-hmm. how wicked they could actually be. Well, death prevented them in one regard. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> you want to go to number two, the discords of human nature? So we just covered number one, which is the teaching of human experience. Again, this is the fall and human history um, provide value around um, respect to the fall, like evidence of the fall, right? That's what he's working through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The discords of human nature is number two. Man, the unregenerate man, is a composite being. Two principles are at work within him. He is a self-contradiction. Yep. One moment he does that which is noble and praiseworthy, but the next that which is base and vile. Sometimes he is amenable to that which is good and elevating, but more often he he abandons himself to the pleasure of sin. In some moods he seems closely akin to God. In other, he is clearly a child of the devil. Whence comes this conflict between good and evil? Why this perplexing duality in our common makeup? Only one explanation meets all the facts of the case. On the one hand, man is the offspring of God, but on the other hand, uh, excuse me, on the <clears> other, <throat> sin has come in through the fall and marred the Creator's handiwork. Was it who who taught that you could reach perfectionism? It wasn't Whitfield, Wesley, was Wesley, Ironside, and, sinless perfection, was it Ironside, or and Whitfield,
1: Ironside too. He may have. Did George Whitfield
0: argue? Weren't they alive in the same generation? They were, but they were they were they were and friends. Field, but they was were not. diametrically opposed to yeah, yeah, yeah. that position, right?
2: Yeah. Well, no. Well, Whitfield was too, but but Wesley. But they you were can, friends, and they wrote. They, yeah, they you can find a lot of sermons of Wesley waging war against uh, Whitfield, yeah. Whitfield's doctrine. Cool. <clears throat> okay.
0: You just wanted to. Well, <clears throat> I th- I thought like you know for, and you know we've we've heard over and over and over through the teaching sermon series through Romans, yeah, the strange in between. Mm, sure. And so yeah, a lot sure. of what he just went through is still akin to the new creation. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, but he's
2: he's first and foremost done with unregenerate men here. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. there's
0: an application to... Oh, yeah, still yeah, having the sin written in so clung Absolutely, closely. Yeah. That's where I was at.
2: If you have an appropriate interpretation of Romans 7. Right. <sighs> Even if you have a best friend that agrees with you. What? Remember? No. Okay. Moving on. No, but on this, <laughs> it's an interesting point because I think the Christian worldview um, ha- leaves room uniquely and teaches uniquely both the reason that man will do moral good and the reason that he is depraved, okay. right? Because because you're it, let's be serious. Like we can call it what it is. We don't have to deny total depravity. Or we don't have to defend total depravity to to a, a fallacious sense, right? We can say that men do moral good. We see that with our eyes. We understand that. It does not mean that they do good in the sense that they do good in a godly way, right? Mm. They're not pleasing God with their works. They're in hostility with God. Any work that they do, though it be a moral good. It's tinged with sin. Yes, absolutely, right? Yes. So it's unacceptable. And so... Um, that goes back to me saying, you being evil know how to give good exactly. gifts to your kids. Exactly, exactly. Yes, and I mean, this is like, even your good deeds are filthy rags before the right. Lord, right? mm and so as we look at that, the fall answers both of these questions when I think the vast majority of worldviews don't, right? They'll, they'll lean one or the other. They'll, they'll explain to you why men, why men are bad. They'll explain to you why men are good, but they'll never be able to articulate uh. both positions when Genesis 1, 2, and 3 articulate both with perfection, right? We understand man to be able to do moral good based upon the fact that they're created in the image of God. We also understand that man is totally depraved based upon their fall, And so we see both of those two things at play um, in the Christian worldview and everybody else really has to reach into the Christian worldview to answer those questions when we've just got the source material.
0: So how big of a part do you think that the category of shame or the means of shame plays in restricting evil? What do you think?
1: I think it's a, it's big, but I think it differs. Mm. Like, I think that we are arriving in a culture where shame means a whole lot less than it did. Right. I agree. And I think there are other cultures where shame means a lot, right? Like Mm -hmm. there are at least kind of honor, shame cultures in the world where Mm -hmm. that kind of exists. But yeah, I think that like, it's a very fluid state. Why? Because it's tied to conscience? Uh, I think because it's tied to what's around you.
0: You know, I was thinking about Romans one where it's like and they not only what does he say? They give hearty approval. Yeah. And it's like the I think he mentions there the searing of the conscience. Right? <coughs> does he say like they've they've seared their conscience? Am I am I you're I'm paraphrasing? You're importing that, but it's a reasonable importation.
2: So I was just wondering, like, you know Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking of Jeremiah six fifteen. <clears throat> And it says this, were were they ashamed when they committed abominations? Like there's an assumption that there is shame there associated be. with abomination. Yeah. would you say? Should be. Should be, right. But what's interesting about the fall and about men's descent into further disobedience is shame does become seared where you
0: stop blushing. And this is the charge that that God makes against them. Yeah, 128. <clears throat> what's it say? From, it says, and since they did not see fit. Yeah. Well, first he comes back up. Let me, let me start at 27. It says, um, and were consumed with passion for one another, committing shameless acts. And it says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind Mm -hmm. to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness, gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty. He goes on, the list goes on. And then he ends with, Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval
1: to those who practice them. So they go mm. on. Multiplying. Committing. Their, yeah,
2: committing shameful
1: acts. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's a, <laughs> important that there's a plural there because I think the community of shameful or people doing shameful mm, things. Giving hearty approval. And giving hearty, hearty approval
2: yeah. like lessens the shame. Mm. Great resource for that Blake Sermon called uh, Fulfilling All Unrighteousness. He's always um, plugging my sermons on this program. I appreciate out, that. Man. Shout out. So going on before You'll Blake never makes it find weird it on anchor um, ever. And, <laughs> so it goes, but it goes on to say in Jeremiah, it says, "No, they were not at all ashamed. They did not know how to blush." Mm, yeah, that's one of the. That's one of like I use that language all the time because I think our culture has genuinely forgotten how to blush. And what's crazy is I was actually telling somebody at lunch today that when we think about <laughs> sinful activity. I was on. You remember that the panel over at what you call it at Calvary? Wrong direction. Uh, Calvary that way. Um, I I said something about pedophilia, and everybody gasped. And I said, you know, we've talked about homosexuality. We've called. We've talked about transgenderism. We've talked about cohabitation. This whole time, no one's gasped, mm. but we just gasped at pedophilia. Yeah. Five years ago, we would have gasped at transgenderism, mm. and it's like there's just this this slide into, uh, I guess, it, it, removing the shame from something. And we should never remove the mm-hmm. shame from mm-hmm. sin, right? Mm-hmm. Only Christ is able to remove shame from us. We're not going to pretend like sin isn't shameful, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And right. so it goes on and it says, therefore they shall fall among those who fall all the time that I punish them. They shall be overthrown, says the Lord. And I think, you know, going with what you're saying, like the 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 human heart being, so wicked that it's producing and inventing all types of evil, part of that process is searing the mind, searing the conscience, perhaps, where we don't blush at that, which, which is intended to be blushed at, right? Mm.
0: <clears throat> well, I think one of these litmus tests, even, <clears throat> even, I think we all can relate. So Julie and I are on vacation and like that, the night that we paid for the dinner table experience, mm-hmm. there was a guy there from Australia and he was vacationing alone. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to have a sidebar conversation with him around. So tell me, Mm -hmm. I knew knew he he had daughters, but you know, it's odd to be at family style table and you're a party of one. So I just asked him why he was traveling alone. And he began to unpack for me that uh, his wife had just recently um, got out of jail for pedophilia. Wow. And I was like, and I immediately said school teacher. And he goes, actually, yeah, guidance counselor. Yeah. And, you know, female to male, right? It's even then, like, in that category of pedophilia, like, our mental bias, like, downgrades that a little bit or is more, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, like, even the culture there that, like, sexual promiscuity is so prominent. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that we look at that differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just, I mean, I was like, you know, then I had to take kind of control of my thoughts and be like, (laughs) Control
1: your face. Yeah. It's
0: like, bro, that's
2: rough. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. And so yeah, I think I think shame does play a, a a decent part in that, going back to what you what you asked. Um, I think our, our greatest <clears throat> danger is for us to become so um comfortable with the presence of sin that we don't blush any longer. Mm-hmm. And there's like a downgrade, right? Like, as you just mentioned, we we used to blush at cohabitation. Cohabitation Mm -hmm. is still a sin. It's Mm -hmm. still shameful. Mm -hmm. And there should be a response
0: like, ooh. Yeah, and it's not the category. It's not necessarily the category. It's the fact that it's sin.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, even that, I play that
0: game a lot where it's like, you know, I've got all these categories. You know what I'm saying? And I realize, like, I'm not trying to sin level by any means, but... But I mean, I think I can think of things—the things I cringe at—and maybe
2: I'm the only person who lays in bed at night and thinks about something that you did when you were 14 years old. Uh, I do
1: that, yeah. And you're like, yeah. "Oh,
2: that's all." You know, I mean, it's just like—and most of them are things that I said. Mm-hmm. They're just like they're always things you said. They're always things I said, right? And it's like, "Gosh, that was just sinful and yeah. um, and gross and gross." Yeah, it's just yes. like, "Oh, why did that come out of my?" Even I at a 14, a year time old, machine. Yeah, to to stop it. Just to punch yourself, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> And so anyway, yeah. So then going on to the universality, this is actually a really important one. And this is why, this is why Genesis, our understanding of Genesis 1, 2, and 3 are so important to our understanding of the world around us. It? Are you going
0: to read the whole thing? I mean, it's like four sentences. I was just going to read the end. The universality of sin. You know what I wrote next to it? What? The exclusivity of Christ. Yeah. Let talk about it's that. It's actually good. Why is it that the king's son in the palace and the saint's daughter in the cottage in spite of every safeguard which love and watchfulness can devise manifest an unmistakable bias towards evil and tendency to sin? Why is it that heredity and environment, education, civilization are powerless to change this order? Why are all sinful? Why is it that there is no nation, no tribe, no family free from the taint of sin? Only the word of God solves this problem. All have a common origin, Adam. All share a common heritage, the fall. All enter into a common legacy sin.
1: Yep. This is what is broken about the modern religion. Yeah. That says if we just give people more mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. or get them more help or mm-hmm. make them richer, that they will be better.
0: Or this is like the Oprah thing where like she yeah. diagnoses the ailments of society and just like... <laughs> Let me, Let me fix just be poverty. better. Let's yeah. just be better. The universality that all paths <laughs> lead to God. And if yeah. you just... Grab a hold to one. Just go. Yeah. yeah, whatever it
1: is. Yeah, I mean the idea that you can give someone something or like teach them something that makes them a better person, mm-hmm. apart from Christ's whack. Yeah, he's
2: got a really important section here that goes on to that. But thinking about the the exclusivity of Christ, only Christ is able to solve all of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So like all have a common origin, Adam. We become we come under a new federal mm-hmm. head of Christ. Mm-hmm. All share a common heritage. The fall. Will he? Mm-hmm. He is the one who corrects and 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 bears the curse for us mm-hmm. so that we can be free from the, that curse and enter into paradise with him all <clears> enter <throat> into a common legacy of sin while he moves us into a legacy of life mm-hmm. and so like the and exclusivity the yeah indeed and so the exclusivity of Christ here is, is exactly what you should come away with when you're reading it because we understand that only he is able to solve mm-hmm. all of these mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right the existence these, yeah. of death number four I'm going read I'm going to read the end because it sums it up really okay. well death is the wages of sin and death is universal because sin is universal. If any inquire, why are sin and death universal? The answer is by one man sin entered the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. The reason that we have death is because Adam sinned. Mm. Mm. And he quoted the
1: Bible, not a creed.
2: He did. It's Stop it. <laughs> um, but, you know, if we... And and I think this is where we say and we speak of death appropriately, which is that we hate it because it's a result of sin, mm-hmm. not just because it means separation. Yeah.
0: Um All right, number five, the present paralysis of the human race. I'll read this. The fact that man has <laughs> the fact that man has not progressed or rather is not now progressing may be seen by comparing yeah. the products from the various fields of human enterprise of today with those of two or three thousand years ago. And he goes on to, he goes on to elaborate that man is not progressing to be better, whether that be physically, I got a good illustration for this mentally, one oh yeah, righteous, yeah. good in any in any faculty. Yeah. So, what do you want to say? Well, I was having um
2: I was having lunch with a, a dear brother, his name's Christian, <laughs> and um in our conversation Like from your favorite book, no, <laughs> um we were talking about the downward spiral of Romans one. And the question is like, why are things so bad? Mm. And I said, you know, what's interesting about Romans one is they had a technological cap, Mm -hmm. meaning like as they descended into all types of, of wickedness and particularly like homosexuality and things like that. Mm. Thankfully they didn't have the technology to take the skin off of a woman's arm and make a uh, fake male genitalia. Whoa. But we do.
0: Holy moly. What is happening? I'm sorry, like that's, but I, but I'm saying like when we think turn off
1: the news, Lawson, no, and read no, but this is this is some grass. This right, is right,
0: let me give you the age demographics on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying earmuffs kids. I used I used,
2: I used appropriate. I use scientific language. Yeah, yeah certainly but, but the but the issue is like that's that's when you're talking about not progressing. Not only are we not progressing, yeah,
0: yeah we're digressing. Yeah,
2: it's like yeah. We're, we've reached a point where we're doing this type of
1: heinous activity yeah. and it's being applauded. Mm. I mean, you think about technology has afforded us time, right? Yeah, we don't have to do anything. And what do we fill it like? What do people fill it with? Evil. evil. Yeah, absolutely.
0: If then the fall is a historical fact and, uh, and the only adequate explanation of human history, what follows? First, man is a fallen creature. Second, he is a sinner. Third, he needs a savior. This then is the foundation of the gospel appeal. By nature, mm-hmm. man is alienated from God under <laughs> condemnation lost. What then is the remedy? The answer is a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, which is 2 Corinthians five seventeen. It is not the cultivation of the old nature, which is needed. Yes. For that is ruined by the fall, but the reception of an entirely new nature, which is begotten by the Holy Spirit, ye must be born again. Anything short of this is worthless and useless. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Beautifully
0: put. Amen. <laughs> hey,
2: um. You know, the one thing that I would say, but I, I, I want to be careful with this because I, I I agree with what he said, but that the statement it is not the cultivation of the old nature which is needed. Right. But while I agree, the old nature is actually changed. Yeah. Right. Like there is like part of being born again is not only the new life that's immediately bestowed, it's it's life restored, but it's also um it's also a a vivification of the life that's been that's been given right mm-hmm. the new birth is a quickening it's a making alive like we think of the valley of dry bones in regard to regeneration and so like the what we lost at the fall like we've talked about this in the past right so what did we lose well i would say we lost life well life is restored and the nature begins to change Mm -hmm. so the new birth is an introduction of a new nature but it is also a vivification of what is present Mm -hmm. it's a changing and an alteration of it and the reason i think that this is so important in our understanding of regeneration is because like what i what i am now is not what i is not what i was at conversion. But it's not as though it's not as though my flesh has changed, mm. right? My flesh is still present, but even that is being put to death in one sense, and it will be in the future. It will be in the future made alive through
0: bodily resurrection. All right, so, so here's my question. Okay. So when you think about David, Paul quoting David in the Book of Romans, blesses the man who no longer has his sins counted against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's quoting that. Any quoting David after the fact of his murder and adultery, you know what I'm saying? Like when you think about those who he redeems, he keeps. Yeah. And I guess I was thinking this week, like that really encouraged me around thinking about the, just the comfort of the, of the keeping power of God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I I even think sometimes when we read through that, that little paraphrase that we just read through, that it's like, there's, there still exists, right, for the saint, the possibility of sin, right? That, of that course. you can commit sin, yeah, and it's not, it's not like you're relegated to minor league sins. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you still have the ability to commit, and like David yeah. is espousing, you know, I mean, he obviously yeah. he pins Psalm fifty-one, R- but which he is, says, "Restore to me the joy of my salvation." He says, that, your, I love yeah, this. Yeah. He says, "Restore to me the joy of your salvation." Yeah, ascribes yeah. ownership to yeah. God, that he's the one that owns the yeah. salvation. And he merely, I mean, he recognizes that that salvation is a gift to He also him. recognizes that he had it previously. Yes, yeah. and post. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, so that, I, that blows my mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he, like Paul's quoting the guy yeah. who, I mean, made some murder,
2: adultery. I mean, like we can make some, yeah. Crazy sin. You know Th- what I'm saying? Things like, that we would instantly disqualify someone for, from salvation if yeah. we saw it today, and which would be which would be inappropriate, right, for us to do so, because right. very clearly, you know, this is why the question "Can a Christian do this?" is a bad Ooh, question, right? Because right. the an- the answer is yes. Like right. aside from the unforgivable sin, mm-hmm. right? It, and there's lots of conversations on what that is, but isn't it blaspheming the Holy Spirit? It's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. The question is, can it can it be committed today in a day when Jesus is not? Manifesting
0: unique miracles from his hmm, I don't even know that was a debate yeah it is it's a major debate. I always thought when the Holy <laughs> Spirit comes and convicts when you say no well we're we're,
2: we're yeah there's just yeah i mean there's a there's four hundred different opinions on yeah. this, right, so but can a Christian do this is not a good, is not a good question, right The question is 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 can can someone be forgiven for this right and the ans- the answer to that is is almost a universal yes again aside from the unforgivable sin um,
0: so yeah all right, so moving on, the fall in Christ <laughs> can we do that in no, I'm just going to wrap it up. no study of Genesis three would be complete without meditating upon it with the Lord Jesus before the heart, true. And he works through. So what do you have highlighted on page 51?
2: I got first, the first, second, and third. So he works. I, I'll, I'll give you my highlight on 52. So okay, you give do me it. your highlight on 51. So 51, he's got, and this is just breaking it down. First, this is how he's thinking through it. A contrast between the first man and the second man and their character and conduct. Second, Christ himself bearing the curse Slow of down. the fall.
0: Where are you at on 51?
2: Top of, th- top of 51. Third, Christ reversing the effects of the fall and bringing in the better oh, thing. And so that's real. Go ahead. <laughs> so that's really all I have. I was just highlighting it. So let's just move on. What else on
0: 51, though?
2: I have I have, and given one single command that he might have opportunity to show his, his appreciation by an easy obser, obser, observance of it, yet he gives ear to the voice of the tempter. And blo- Bro, I can't do this in this amount of time. I'm on hyper mode now. I know. You shouldn't have been I'm on, on full hyper blast. Mode, I, can't, like... I can't turn it off. I'm, it's, I'm,
0: I'm on like 1,000. you've got to press on. Let me slow us down then. Okay, well, just take me there. All right, page 52. He says, further, he rejected God's authority. As the creator, God possesses the inherent right to issue commands and to demand from his creatures implicit obedience. It is his prerogative to act as lawgiver, controller, governor, and to define the limits of his subject's freedom. And in Eden, he exercised his prerogative and expressed his will. Are you with me? Don's favorite word. Fifty-two, page 52, I'm with Second you. paragraph. <clears throat> I'm with you. I love the fact that that he's acknowledging, and I think this is where we society as a whole operates from polar opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, here here he is expressing. You know, this is the debate I've had with a lost friend of mine over numerous lunches. Where it's like, if if you even say the word God, hmm. then you have to ascribe to him everything that AW just detailed. Yeah, absolutely. The issue is, they want a lesser God. Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. Godhood that is that what we mean when we say the word God. Yes. Yeah. And so then it becomes this argument of like you're just the, you're downgrading yeah.
2: mm. the, You've tr- made the true
0: definition mm-hmm. of yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Because if if God be God, mm. then he has every right to do as he pleases. Mm-hmm. Including in Eden, it says he exercised his prerogative and expressed his will. Yep. Mm. So he goes on to say, but Adam imagined he had a better friend than God. Bro. Mm-hmm. 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 Who else would he have considered other than himself? What do you mean? He just got done saying Adam. Adam imagined he had a better friend than God. I think either himself or Or Eve or or the serpent. Yeah, you you only got three players. You only got three players. Yeah.
2: I think it's him. I think it's him. You think it's Adam himself? Yes. Yeah. Like I know better. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Or that like there might be someone better who comes along with Mm. a different set of instructions.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes on to say, Adam repudiated and, and dishonored God's majesty by eating the forbidden fruit. So much then for the character and the conduct of the first Adam. Yep, burn it.
2: It's gone. Gone. I mean, technically it's not gone. It's imputed to everyone who is in him. So everyone sits under the banner of disobedient, rebellious man.
0: Which is... Trash. Just Yeah, it's just <laughs> Romans 5. Well, he says, in turning to the last Adam, we shall find that everything is in direct antithesis. Mm. In thought, word, antithesis? antithesis? Antithesis. I like that. In thought, word, and deed, the Christ of God, I love that word, Christ of God, completely vindicated the love, truth, and majesty of deity, which the first man had so grievously and deliberately dishonored. How he vindicated the love of God. Adam harbored the wicked thought that God begrudged him and that which was beneficial and thereby questioned his goodness. Mm. He says, but how the Lord Jesus has reversed that decision, exclamation point. <laughs> A.W., I noticed, does not use exclamation points haphazardly.
1: I appreciate that.
0: I really do. I like a well-placed exclamation I don't exclamation ever use them.
2: Point. You don't? If I use an exclamation point, it's because I'm typing on Beth's phone. <laughs> What are you typing? <laughs> what would Beth say here? That's a fact, right? Because women always... Pottery! Question mark, women always, always exclamation use exclamation point. points in conversation. <laughs> this is real. Like, Beth actually asked me the other day if I used a... I text someone for her. She said, did you use a period or an exclamation point? And I said, I used a period because it's the end of the sentence. And she said, no, you have to use an exclamation I point. I
1: low-key use exclamation points. If That's I'm texting right. someone new, I'll be like, hey, bro, with, a, with an exclamation. I All want right, here them we go. to know I'm happy. You ready? Bro, I'm we're ready like, we're taking would... big leap here right, I know ahead. you're gonna freak out page okay,
0: 55 fine. Fine. okay Adam was Lord of Eden but mm-hmm. believers are heirs of all things yeah heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ through grace we have been made capable of a deeper joy than unfallen spirits have known the bliss of pardoned sin the heaven of deep deep conscious obligation to divine mercy in Christ believers enjoy a closer relationship to God than was possible before the fall I love that Adam was merely a creature, but we are members of the body of Christ, members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. How marvelous! We have been taken into union with deity itself, so that the Son of God is not ashamed to call us brethren. Shout out. The fall provided the need of redemption, and through the redeeming work of the cross, believers have a portion which unfallen Adam could never have attained unto. Truly, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Okay, Hardest
2: of affirms, right? Like this is this is this is the best section in this whole book. Yeesh. And the the thing that I wanna I wanna go back to, Adam was merely a creature but wait, sorry, no. In Christ believers enjoy a closer relationship to God than was possible before the fall. That's I don't good. think most Christians believe this. Right. This 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 is this yeah, is. I'd agree with that. Absolutely, less like yeah. Christians operate yeah. that you know. Yeah, this this is reality. Mm-hmm. You and this and he says either in this section or in a different place he says that we gained more through the second Adam than we lost with the first, yes. and that is a paramount understanding of the Garden. And we've talked about this many a times. We go back to the Garden and we say "felix culpa," mm-hmm. blessed fall, because when we look back there, we understand that. Should Adam have been kept by his works, then we would always have to keep ourselves by our works. Mm, yeah. But since Adam fell, and because God ordained it as such, we will not say otherwise. Since God ordained it as such, he has provided a second Adam who has perfectly kept every command of God with perfection and made and, and is a demonstration or is himself perfect righteousness that he gives to us, placing us on an immutable ground. Adam mm. was on mutable ground. He mm. was always given to. He was
0: mm. always subject to change. What do you to think about this? Fault. It says Adam was merely innocent, which is a negative condition. But believers in Christ are righteous, which is Affirm. a positive state. Affirm. He, yeah. I agree. yeah, he. He sits. Raise a root, innocence y'all. is only
2: half of it. Yeah, it, yeah. innocence is half of it. So like even then, if we, if we preach a half gospel, we get back to the place of Adam and not to the place of Christ. Right. If justification is only the forgiveness of sins, then we're just back at innocence and we must merit our own righteousness. Mm-hmm. But if we have a full gospel, the gospel that's clearly revealed in scripture, we have both the forgiveness of sins and the imputation of righteousness, meaning that we stand before God on a perfect, perfect merit. Mm-hmm. And that for him to deny rewarding is a denial of his own justice. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all so, right, so yeah. answer me this okay i've heard other people say man it would have been such a better time to live in the presence of his of jesus earthly ministry
2: now you have further revelation even after that and that's hard and
1: all them folks denied him but what yeah. about john 17
0: what
2: do you mean where he says i'm gonna send a helper you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. like he yeah. prays yeah. and oh, says like,
0: well what it would be like to behold him is what you're saying yeah like yeah, yeah. like it would have like it's a Like, that was the best age of being a Christian to live in. Like, I I deny. Well, I'm just, I'm running a parallel to be like, people think that yeah, yeah. the whole so, Adam thing that we're yeah. going back to that. If, or if the, I was Adam,
2: I wouldn't have done it. If I saw Jesus in my day, in his day, I would have never have denied him, right? <laughs> like that list goes on and on, yeah, right? Yeah. The reality is that the Christian today lives in light of the full canon of Scripture. Mm. Amen. The Christian in Jesus' day didn't live in light of the full canon of Scripture. Mm. It was coming, right? Right. And so Christ obviously being present is the greatest revelation of God, but the full canon of Scripture, like we call that the perfect,
0: mm. I would rather live on the Do side. Do you interpret that Scripture that says now that the perfect has come? Come?
2: i understand the argument i don't know if i would apply it directly okay um, what bible verse are we? it's first corinthians about? 13 okay yeah when the perfect when the perfect, when the perfect, when the come. perfect comes yeah so i would say that the christian who lives today has the full light of revelation god's not giving any more he's given the perfected the full the complete and so i would much rather live on this side of the cross accomplished the apostles writing and and live on this side of all of that being given so that i have all the light possible now that does likely mean that there
0: will be a harsher judgment as well Mm. Mm. all right so folks we got to hang up because this is a finite podcast (laughs) (laughs) And in conclusion, (laughs) (laughs) Lawson's hanging up. And in conclusion, somebody's got a Bible verse. What Bible verse should we read? This is the end of the Sayonara. What's a benediction? We got to go with a benediction, dude. All right. Blake's the benediction guy. If you've ever been to Mercy Hill, if you haven't, I'll you read. should come, sweet little fellowship, just uh, over the state line. I'll read line. this week, Olive Branch, Mississippi. Last, yeah,
1: this week. Here we go. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Amen. So I'd like
0: to thank my fellow elders, Lawson Harlow and Blake McCullough for the time spent today. Fellas... Grace and peace. My brothers and my friends, Godspeed.
2: When I was in Memphis, <laughs> I like I drove downtown. Yeah. Oh I ready? drove here.
0: Yeah. I drove to my office. <clears throat> yeah. I've been driving.
1: Downtown? Downtown.